Hello there. My name's Merck, and this is Holocron Chronicles episode 43. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how you doing tonight? Michigan represent! I almost never wear t-shirts. It was a work-from-home day. I grabbed my Michigan cap that I got in Mackinac City, Michigan, a couple of years ago. So yeah. I'm, you know, I'm Michigan the shit out of this deal, you know what I mean? I love to represent my beautiful state. So I'm doing good, and Excellent. even freshened up by watching tonight's topic this evening so i am in super duper fresh i'm just i'm fired up it's gonna be a good program fresh all around i watched this movie again uh over the weekend so i'm ready to go and uh before we get into the movie though i have to introduce our special guest trevor bettis hello trevor, how you doing doing well I, I i realized that before we started recording i didn't ask if we could swear but charlie cleared that up for me so i'm good i'm Bro. good to go <laughs> the, 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 the gag with that is that i struggle with i mentioned our co-husband todd extra my best friend of 25 years my college roommate he mm. tends to put on airs about well i got this one friend who listens with the kids i'm like look tell your friend and his kids that they should listen to some other shit because we're adults talking about Star Wars and Star Trek and video games to so just knock it the fuck off. There, Sorry, I got Henry. all your... Don't forget the message. I don't know what will. I got all your yeah. out of the yeah. way. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what, you know what? I learned I learned the F-bomb from my mother when I was probably four or five, so it's cool. Not a big deal. <laughs> Good to know. We, um, yeah, my two-year-old dropped an F-bomb uh, on the weekend, Shut and I was like, oh, up. maybe we should... Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. Bro, he was, and it, the, the worst wild. part, he was playing with some other kids at the cottage. And, uh, <laughs> and he was like, hey, little fucker, and he, get out of here. He, he dro- no, he dropped something, and he just said it, just like, fuck. And it was just like, oh, no, we got to change uh. our pirate language. Uh, maybe just around the two-year-old, but uh, no, here it's it's okay to, to to drop one or two or seventy-six, as Charlie just demonstrated. That's okay, you bet. Um, before and we drink too; it helps. There we go. That that definitely helps. I, if I drank tonight, I'd fall asleep at my desk, so I'm not going to do that. I have I do have some some diet Pepsi, but that's about all that there I'm mixing go. it with. Uh, before we get into Trevor's origin story, I do have a couple of show notes. One, thanks again to Estelle at SDK Walker, SDKY Walker, uh, for the sending in the, the new art of oh. Charlie, Todd and myself. I, that was, Gorgeous. I was still so shocked by that. It's, it's so cool. Uh, just to get like, you know, like a, a fan art kind of thing. I it know. Was, it was for, so for, first and we hope not the last. <laughs> that's it. You know, if that's the last, it's, it's fine by me. Right. Um, it's a good uh, start. You know, and finish. One and done. That's yeah. Yeah. Going on a high note, but, uh, Estelle, thank you so much. Um, and thanks to everyone that subscribed over to our YouTube channel, got us over a hundred subs. Uh, if you haven't yet, keep on going there. We're going to keep filling that with, uh, with great video and, uh, and there we go now, Trevor, huh? let's hear a little bit first off about you before we get into your star Wars origin story. So, so what, what do you do on the internet? Oh, wow. A lot. Uh, (laughs) Well, first off, uh, I'm the community manager for Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, a D&D idol strategy game. Uh, I'm a podcaster. I do three weekly shows, Champions of Lore, Champions Psychology, and writing about dragons and shit. And then and every other week one called I'm Gonna Podcast, where it's just me and my friends being stupid. Then I have another one called From the Same Mister, where me and my half-siblings talk about being half-siblings. And I do a lot. I do a lot of things. (laughs) Damn. Holy, holy shit! I was gonna say we talk about stupid shit too, but we're we're bi-weekly, three shows, weekly, one show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, you, you uh, 
that is quite the schedule and quite the list of shows. And I, I love all of the names. Like when I was looking up uh, just on your Twitter profile, I was like, man, the names of these shows are just, just phenomenal. I wish I could take credit for all of them. I absolutely can't, but uh, (laughs) I am, I'm very happy with them. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Man. Well, we'll, we'll have to plug those at the end so people can kind of catch up. And of course they'll be in the show notes and all that kind of stuff. Um, But now I want to. I do want to jump into your Star Wars origin story. So first off, how did you get into Star Wars? You're a big D and D guy. Yeah. How do those two worlds collide? Well, I, I was I was absolutely a, a Star Wars nerd before I was a D and D nerd. Um, I don't I don't actually remember the first time I saw them. I just remember the VHS as being in the house, and I would just periodically go grab them and watch them. And so, like, I, I just, I don't remember starting with Star Wars. I just remember there always being Star Wars. <laughs> and um, and so, yeah, I, I watched those uh, all throughout my childhood and got really into them when they did the re-release in 97. I got to see all but Return of the Jedi in theaters, and it still it pains me that Return of the Jedi is the only Star Wars film I have not seen in a theater. Oh, man. Um, it That's hurts tough. me. Based based on that alone, after 43 episodes, I'm going to put you in somewhere around the same age bracket as myself. I'm 37. <laughs> you don't have to reveal your age, but you can nod and smile if I'm I, really close. I'm 34. I'm close. Oh, all right. <laughs> Children. Children. Somewhere around me or my brother, because we were both, he's two years younger than me. So I was, I was trying to put you in that ballpark, a, a tiny bit younger, but, but still mm-hmm. close. Just the VHS is in the house. Yep. Always having Star Wars around, seeing the re-releases leading up to the prequels in theaters. I, you had to be around there somewhere. <laughs> so yeah. Todd and myself, Michigan State University, East Lansing, Michigan, 1997. I was uh, 21 when we had the uh, special editions. My first film, I tell the story all the time. I was four years old. Empire Strikes Back, summer yeah. of 1980. Yeah, I'm old as shit. I'm 46 <laughs> and a half almost. Month and right. 46 and a half. <laughs> All right. Excellent, excellent, yeah. Uh, so with, with that being said, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Um, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Revenge of the Sith. I, like right. I, 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 so I've, I've been rewatching the movies slowly, just like whenever it's like late at night, I'm like, oh, I've got like 30 minutes before I need to go to sleep. I just have been putting them on slowly. And... I got to Revenge of the Sith and I'm just like, this is just a fun movie. <laughs> like it's dark as hell, but like, like the first 30 minutes of it. Cause I, I, I love Clone Wars. Like it's like, that's like some of my favorite Star Wars that's out there. And like right. th- the first 30 minutes of this movie is a Clone Wars episode. It's, yeah. it's wacky. It's awesome. It, it does really I mean, cool things. And then really weird things. I, I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I've said time and again, the first 30 minutes of that film and in particular, the first two minutes of that film is right up there with my favorite of any star wars content yes. the drum the drums of war which to me kind of flashes me forward to the beginning of the battlestar galactica the ron d moore 2000 yeah version. in the miniseries the the drums of war zooming in on the ship and again 2005 versus 2009 um is a strong emotional connection to me yeah. and that's my favorite you know the drums of war and watch those ships kind of whine in and then fly over, do that turn, and then and that, and that freaking right John in. Williams oh. score. Oh my god! I there are times where I'll just be driving in the car. I'm like, I want to listen to the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just listen to that transition between that. the opening crawl and the boom, boom. Yeah, it's so boom, good. Boom. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to go watch it before I go to bed. Just that, just that first two minutes. Yeah. It's, yeah, just, it. it's, it's, it's good like, stuff. What are you doing? I'm the bed, you moron. I'm like, no, I got to hear the I got to hear the whines of those Jedi Jedi starfighters. Yeah, be like, I, you're, you're sleeping on the couch. Get out of here. I, I do think it, it does honestly hold a special place in my heart though because it's the one that i did the midnight showing for i got oh, to the movie theater too. 11 a.m i said i stood in line for over 12 hours and saw that movie and loved every minute of it we had a long. we had a two screen theater in the town that i was living in at the time st Clair shores michigan metro detroit mm -hmm. um that it was i and i had in my wallet for years the little half of the paper carnival red ticket <laughs> torn in half that was my midnight showing for episode wow. three. So wow, That's for awesome. years, years and years, I had that. Yeah, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, favorite, favorite character. Oh, see, you gave me this ahead of time, and I to... swear to God, I sat there and looked at them, and I was like, okay, I know what these all are, and I and now it's just all no, blanking on me. And this doesn't have to stick to movies. You can go, and I should probably change that movie on my favorite Star Wars thing because I think Clone Wars would be up there for a lot of people, or myself, yeah. like Mandalorians, like mm -hmm. right up there with like oh, uh, yeah. Return oh, of the absolutely. Jedi for me. Right. Um, yeah. So favorite favorite character? What's um? Or I mean, you can talk about a couple of characters. We're not. Yeah. Gonna, well, you know, okay. I'm I'm gonna go one. with the one that like I I was most disappointed hasn't shown up in any media yet, and it's from the old EU. I loved Kyle Katarn as a kid. I don't know why oh, he yeah. was just the most badass, and I and I loved every time I got to play it as a game one. Then got to play the game where he was your master. It's so cool. Sorry, I love Kyle Katarn. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but as of stuff that's like that's out there right now um din jarn is 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 given like all the characters run for the money i am absolutely in love with man yeah there there you go you got the helmet right there i i he's I, got, he's got I, I have the original hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go yeah, yeah. I, I i i think this right is, now kind of i'd say din yeah yeah din. yeah it, 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 up there with me and it, it's it's weird to say uh, and I was just on another podcast, uh, We the Gamer Cast. It's mo mostly about video games and stuff. Mm -hmm. But we t started talking about Star Wars and and different things. But in that one, the, the host Sean Capri asked me like, "How soon can a game be your favorite game or like the best game ever?" And we were talking about like Breath of the Wild, and everyone was like, mm -hmm. "It's the best game ever." But for the most part, like those kind of things, it's like it has to be a character that's long developed. There has to be a game that's long developed. Mm. But like Din just came on the scene and was just like. He had it all. Shit, he's right yeah. up there with Luke for me. And it's weird oh, yeah. to say that. See, see, that's the thing. Beforehand, I, I would tell you, like, Luke. Luke Skywalker, right. like, yep. as a kid, was absolutely my hero. And to be fair, Mandalorian Season 2, when Luke showed up, I was I was a mess. I'm just sitting there crying tears of joy. I'm like, this no, is no, my no, everything. No, 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 no. <laughs> the X-Wing shows up, and I'm just going, no, no, oh, my God. <laughs> um, but but Din's just... Yeah, I oh, rewatched that single episode. Oh yeah, a, a dozen times. It'd be like Mandalorian rewatch. No, we're just gonna go with the last episode of season two. Just oh <laughs> god, it's got everything: the emotions and the explosions and the blah blah blah. But anyway, that's that's yeah. enough out of me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, D Din's Din's character development and everything so far. Love his character art. Cannot wait to see more. Mm. And I that's one of the benefits i think of of tv shows and we see that in marvel as well i think for me anyway it's it you spend even a six episode arc as you're spending a, a six hours with yeah. these characters versus you know maybe the best in an ensemble cast like most star wars movies at best you're spending an hour or so with any single character probably less so yeah. we've seen 
more din on screen than probably any other character in Star Wars at this point. Like, you know, not counting, uh, let's say, Clone Wars, uh, but live action wise, I think yeah. din's probably the most developed and most seen Star Wars character. It's which it, it, is wild. Yeah. And uh, but but we've spent the most time with him. So obviously, I think we, he's going to be the most developed and, and I think helps us get into his character but um but I, I love i love hearing that too because again it's <laughs> one of mine just like instantly uh favorites um i think based on your answers i think i know where you're gonna go with this next one but light side or dark side see i wanted to say an answer that will irritate my friend b dave walters uh i, I want to go gray side uh because <laughs> because uh when i wrote fan fiction in high school of star wars all of them were gray siders because i wanted them to be good guys but also shoot lightning out of their hands you know um, i will simply say another that lightning person that, i will simply say that colonel sanders did not make a gray chicken so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I didn't, I'm, I didn't I'm, realize I'm, that, I'm, that the colonel was the barometer of the that, force. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the colonel runs everything, in my opinion. My, uh, I have an OC in my cosplay who's a, a rebel colonel, and I've dubbed him Colonel McChicken when I'm <laughs> off book. So Colonel McChicken is going to call bullshit on your grade. There's no, if I get great Jedi at KFC, that shit is going in the garbage, and Karen is talking to the danger. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay, I, I'll, I'll answer it on terms of Charlie's what ends up off. happening in, in Mike's <laughs> Builder public the most for me. <laughs> uh, so, okay. What, okay, this, you're like, there, there are several people who say, I want to be light side with force lightning. What is this? It's it's a recurring theme on this show. It, 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 it was a high school thing show. of just like, it's just, it's cool, it's edgy, like, you, you're okay. going to be like, oh, he's got Ooh. the dark side power. In all reality, it's just like no, it's just it's just there to be cool and edgy. But like no, in all honesty, light side is is my thing. I I, I like it a lot. And so we have a light side character in Ray who did force lightning. Mm-hmm. I think you can do force lightning and be good, but it it, it maybe it, it pulls to the dark side. But I I don't know if it's mutually exclusive. You know, I think force lightning. I mean, according to all the old games, it was. Yes. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. Right. Old. Old. Not. Not. Non Disney approved. So. Yeah. The, I, the, the, the mouse really does not wonder. roll. Yeah. I, I really know. wonder if uh, if force lightning is it would be like one of those things. And I read a cool theory about her healing uh, ability as well. Mm-hmm. And, and how that um, that was forbidden. She read it in the Jedi text, but of over time. So it started off as a light side uh, maneuver and, and over time it was banned by the Jedi because if you're trying to heal something and you're giving your energy, that's showing a connection. So you're, you know, it, it's, mm. it's showing, um, you know, the, the, some sort of, uh, you're holding on to that, right? And you, mm. Jedi have to get rid of their connections and, and be this, you know, like whatever. Uh, so that that was something that I read about, uh, and I think that was kind of a fan fictiony kind of explanation yeah. of like why we hadn't seen that before, aside from like Grogu as a baby not knowing what he's doing and just naturally using that. But like mm-hmm. Ray kind of learning that ability, it was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Was that banned? So. Um, mm-hmm. I like that light light side, but with a little little darkness. I think that adds some some flair, some uh, some Mace Windu vibes. Mm, yeah, it's fair. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Mace Windu and his super awesome colored uh, purple lightsaber, what's your lightsaber color of choice? Well, speaking of Mace Windu, 
It's going to be purple. Damn. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. You were planning this was on not that, planned. That was, oh, this was not was. planned, not scripted. That oh, was yeah. fantastic. Well, to be fair, I actually have had this sitting next to my desk for like a month. So I have not. You know, there, there's definitely a space over here that I could balance yeah. my no, lightsaber, and I haven't done it. And I just really right in the corner would be nice and secure. Yeah, Mark, yeah. I, might, I might, might have to make a little adjustment. So we'll see. Yeah, Let's see what comes sure. around next time. Yeah, so that's I, uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge Saber. Yeah, I built this at Disneyland, and uh, I went in there, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do something. And then I got in there, and I saw the piece in front of me. I went, I'm going to make my fan fiction character's lightsaber from high school. And so I did. This is exactly, almost exactly what it looked like in my head. And so when they're like, crystal time, I'm like, give me that purple one. That is awesome. And I've said it on the show before, my saber is uh, the one I built at, at Galaxy's Edge as well. I went with Elemental Nature. Specifically, when I saw the Rancor Tooth, Tanoka, <laughs> my girl, from the again from the EU, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta go with that. I hope nice. I don't lose an arm, but we'll go nice. with, <laughs> we'll go with that one anyway. You run the risk. Um, and yeah, uh, anyone that read like Young Jedi Academy is like, yeah, that's right. And the the, the two people that have read that other than me, um, and, then, <laughs> and then the wood for for my boy uh, Gunji, who who luckily is canon. But uh, that that was my choice. So I love the the personal connection choice in the the Galaxy's Edge Sabers. That's it's a it's a beautiful design. I love yours. Oh, thank really you. Nice. So anyone not not watching the video, go check it out because that, <laughs> that is a really good design. I, I do really it. Do it too. Um, last question. Personal favorite affiliation. This can be anyone. Jedi, bounty hunters, space pirates, rebels, Sith. Oh, easy. Rogue Squadron. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Another I, pilot. I, I, there we go, Charlie. We, you we got walk one. The walk. walk the walk. <laughs> there you Colonel go. There Fen, you go. Kent, Colonel Fen Shan. That is my OC. Uh, I'll there show. I'll, I'll, you know, uh, look at my Instagram. You'll see some pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I got to go check that out. Yeah. What? Uh, so what is about uh, the rogue squadron specifically that, that i i just like well first up like i grew up on those games like the oh, rogue yeah. squadron games for n64 and gamecube were just my everything when i when um, i was a kid because because <sighs> like we had like you know shadows of the empire and stuff like that but like to get behind the, an x-wing and you know fly it and everything like that get to know wedge and everybody like that like like i i was the i was the 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 super nerd that when me and my friends would watch uh, a new hope together i'd be like it's what you tell it's Wedge and Tilly's! <laughs> and, yes. and, and then, you know, get, getting... I, I, I never finished the book series, but, like, the part... The, the ones that I did read, I absolutely love them. I got to I got to meet... Uh, what was his name? Michael Stackpole that, that wrote the original one and, uh, and wow. such cool dude. Wow. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, I just I just love Rogue Squadron. I, the, I, I, hope, I hope we get some Rogue Squadron-y stuff soon. <laughs> Uh, that's Patty Jenkins apparently is. That's right. Know, that's still, right. It is going to be a Rogue attached, Squadron movie, isn't it? Uh, right. So right. We'll, we're, yeah. we're holding out some hope, but Un- uh, until they I'll tell see. us it's dead, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I will hold on uh, to hope until then. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Grim hope. absolutely. Yes. Uh, well, that is that. That's all the like the getting to know you questions. So let's jump into the news. Uh, we only have a couple of things. First off, I don't know if uh, I, I know you two haven't been following any of this or seeing any of this uh there's been some stuff specifically i saw most of it on tiktok it kind of bled over to to twitter a tiny little bit um i'm not gonna give any names or like boost the channel at all Mm -hmm. uh but there's Mm -hmm. been a a formerly and i never watched 
the stuff I had to kind of look up the news story and then like see what was happening, but I still haven't like checked out the channel and I won't. Um, but there's apparently been a homophobic, transphobic, maybe uh, sexist, kind of like racist, just all around general uh, fuck face of a puppet. I hope, um, I hope it's not the some, person I, I hope it's not the person that I know is that who is big in the action figure community, but go on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I've, I've followed puppets accounts before, like video game wise, Arlo is fantastic. If you're a Nintendo fan, good stuff. So when a puppet starts like spouting some like weird homophobic shit, it's, um, it, it's just depressing because there's yeah. probably kids watching that, especially yeah. like former, uh, if it was formerly like a, a good kind of place. Um, so again, I don't want to get into the shit cause I don't know the stuff cause I didn't really like pay attention aside from seeing other people's reactions and, and people who I trust and seeing their reactions. Um, uh, but I did want to reiterate that, uh, this show specifically is open to everyone supports everyone. Uh, if you, if you don't agree with that, this isn't the place for you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening, mm -hmm. but you should probably maybe find another show and, and, yep. uh, and you know, uh, yep. think, think things through on your way out and hopefully come back when you're a little less, uh, bigoted. So, yes, please. um, so no, that's, please. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of all I really want to say about that. I don't know if you guys have any questions or comments or anything along those lines, but, um, I, I, I just I'm, had to say I'm really happy about. to hear that you uh, you said all that and that's fantastic because yeah, yeah screw homophobic puppets you, you know I will uh, I will do what I, I'll do what yeah. I do every episode which is bring Star Trek into the mix ID <laughs> I see infinite diversity and infinite combinations Gene Roddenberry's bedrock for all of the pieces of shit that are say Star Trek's too woke these days with Discovery and this and that since 1966. Shut literally, me, literally, shut your fucking fucking face with that yep. shit. Exactly. You know, yep. this is the world we live in. You know what? And I have this conversation with friends of mine all the time. I'm 46 years old. I don't necessarily understand gender politics, but I respect it mm -hmm. because it's not my struggle. I have always respected gay politics because it's not my struggle. I'm not gay, but nothing you're ever going to do is going to hurt me by being gay, by being transgendered. Why would I take offense? Why would I try to hurt you? It's unbelievable mm -hmm. to me that, that people, oh, yeah. and you know, and throw a dance. You know, I, I remember Patton Oswald's famous routine talking about the Bible. I'm glad that you like a book, but I can't go to the White House with a stack of Green Lantern comics and ask <laughs> President Bush, make me a Green Lantern ring because it's in a book I like. That's, that's organized religion to me. Sorry. Hopefully we didn't lose a whole lot more listeners, but then again, I hope, I hope we did. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to separate this conversation from like organized religion. Cause okay, like you fair, can, fair. you can separate. I mean, they're not sure. always separate, but for this sure. specific case, I'm going to separate sure. that and we sure. can, okay. we can get into the rest of the stuff uh, later on. Um, Cause if, you know, if, if church is your thing and you're still a good person, then, then that's cool. That's the yep. uh, you know, sense of belonging is, is, is great. And in, in any kind of community, as long as it's a positive one uh, and it makes you a better person. Um, so that being said, uh, again, just, you know, love one another, support one another love. and, uh, don't listen to and block people that agree with a homophobic puppet. Hashtag, uh, hashtag SFU love. Take it all the way. Moving on from that kind of, uh, quickly. And, uh, that was a weird story, but I had to, I had to, very much so. uh, Charlie. Yes. You're the, you're the big HasLab guy. You're the big, uh, I am. You, you follow this stuff. I do. And it's, 
April and I have funded a HasLab. It was non-Star Wars. We funded the G.I. Joe Sky Striker last year, which we thought was super cool and had a lot of great unlocks, and that's fun. Um, HasLab is basically uh, from Hasbro, which is a manufacturer of, obviously, Star Wars action figures, uh, G.I. Joe, you know, Transformers, so on and so forth, a lot of different lines. But uh, they had an enormous success uh, about four or five years ago with Jabba Sail Barge for the three and three quarter vintage series line. Uh, they had enormous success with the Razor Crest subsequently for the three and three quarter inch line. Uh, they've dipped their toe into the Black Series, uh, which is the larger scale, six inch, uh, basically 12th scale figure, which is the, the line that I collect. Uh, first and foremost, earlier this year with a Rancor, you know, obviously the, the Rancor, which we've already been talking about from Jabba's Palace, failed spectacularly. It was, it was poorly planned. Uh, the subsequent unlocks uh, for the price, uh, people didn't really feel were adequate. There was a couple of pieces of cardboard and a couple of plastic accessories. They had another prepackaged figure in the mix. It just, it failed to fund. Um, so they circled back. Uh, they decided, okay, we're going to go with a role play item this time, which I think was very, very dangerous because they got into... Uh, a lightsaber role-play item, which again, lightsaber industry is absolutely huge. We've already been talking about that Galaxy's Edge, where you guys have your sabers from. Your affiliate link, which Mark, you didn't even mention your affiliate link. Now's your time. Well, I was gonna save that because I, I I reached out to Alan about something. But anyway, oh, never yeah, mind. Level okay, up no, sabers. No, 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 that's that's all good. We Thank can do it now. Uh, exactly. Level up sabers. If you're looking for a saber, drop there. This show, the links in you the show notes. Anyway, continue on. Level Up Sabers is great. And, you know, there are other vendors out there as well. So it's a, very, it's a very crowded space to try to get into the FX lightsaber market. Hasbro for Black Series has made several. Uh, they've been successful. The prices continue to rise and they continue to sell and sell out. So their big project, which, you know, of course, within a 60-day window, whatever it is that they're, they're doing, uh, was the Force FX Riva double-ended lightsaber. Uh, which they dropped for a hefty price tag of 500 US dollar dues, as it were. Now, Mark, uh, being someone who's experienced with sabers, what would your good folks at, uh, at Level Up Lightsaber charge for something like this, in your experience? Well, see, that's a tough one. They don't exactly have um, this exact kind of hilt. There are okay. some some double ended blades. Okay, and well, one of those. Yeah, one of those. Most most of the blades you can actually, uh, or at least a few, including the one that I have, uh, you can actually combine. Like the okay. end cap screws off of mine, and if I had two of those, I could combine them to one big double ended. Okay, blade. so okay. they are pretty versatile. Um, and I don't know uh, offhand. Let me let me quickly look up. I'm going to guess a couple of hundred bucks. That's all right. Exactly. So, uh, so let, let's say 200 maybe $300 tops, okay? This is a $500 item. And again, you know, Todd and I talked about this on Secret Friends, which you're going to be hearing on Friday. You're listening to this episode potentially this the Wednesday of this week. We're recording it uh, on a Monday. Um you know, I had I had Todd kind of speak to it in from the perspective of someone who works in logistics and in, in the retail business. Mm-hmm. Uh, cost of goods versus demand. Um, Riva is a new character, brand new character that we've only been familiar with for a few months through one series, not a heritage character, uh, mm-hmm. I think, which really hurt this project because this project did fail to fund. It, retrie- it, it only achieved 1,413 backers out of the required 5,000. So it was a, it was a, it was a colossal failure by over 50%. Um, 
mean, it was a tough swing. The price was high. Uh, the appeal was low. We enjoyed the Obi-Wan Kenobi show here, obviously, but the character of Reva, unfortunately, ended up being controversial for the same exact reasons that we were talking about right before we got here, which totally sucks. Um, I feel like it was a perfect storm of, of wrong, you know, wrong product at the wrong time. I don't doubt that the product would be great to have. I mean, it came with a little stand and everything. It would be a great display piece. Um, but again, you know, Mark, the saber that I have, I have the, I have the Heritage Hero saber uh, that was Anakin slash Luke slash early Ray. Okay, I love that saber. Yeah. Worked, worked with my, I have a Yavin Luke as a cosplay. Worked perfectly. I got that for 150 bucks, probably when it yeah. came out. And I know that this, the prices are, have, have added an extra 100, 110, 115 bucks since then, which makes sense if inflation goes by, but it's not necessarily probably to the level of, and Mark, you could speak to this more than mm -hmm. I, then it, it's not really a battling saber. It is a cosplay piece. This is yeah. obviously a cosplay piece. I would get the vibe, but for mm -hmm. 500 bucks, you know, you would expect it to sing and dance for you. That is a lot of <laughs> money regardless. If it's um, spun, yeah, yeah. I could understand it. Yeah, yes. exactly. If but it's fun, I was, I was think yeah, that okay. I, I don't see any indication that it does anything but light no, up and sit there. And yeah. that is to me, every reason why it failed. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. So, you know, as I said, as you'll hear me talk about, uh, you know, over on SFU prime, um, it was they're Oh, for two, you know, they, they, right. they, they swung and missed with the black series. Uh, I put a poll up there on our secret friends group earlier this week. What's a black series item that, that people would pay for. A lot of people said X wing. A lot of people said, mm, yeah. Darth Vader's prototype TIE fighter would be a big hit that you put him in. So, yeah, I just, you know, it, I won't say it's unfortunate and I won't say I'm surprised because I know exactly why they failed. It was just a, it was a confluence of things that just did not work marketing wise for this item. Yeah. And that's where they're at. That, that's where I think it's at. I did, uh, while, while you're talking there for a second, I did look up uh, the mini menace on levelupsabers.com. Okay. And uh, so that one is a a double double blade uh you can get it in baselet so it is good for battling and you could actually okay. like you okay know, so do, do some actual fighting with this okay. 199 uh if you want Man. something that can really show off this is like multicolored blades tons of sound fonts all that kind of stuff uh, the Xeno Pixel variety would be two ninety nine again for the double ended blade. Okay, so, so yeah, I, I was even I was even thinking while you're talking. I I remember my friend buying the Darth Maul double bladed one in two thousand five at Comic Con, and it was two fifty back then. Right, right, and, 20, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Twenty, 20 cent, you know, fifteen. 20 yeah, so years it's like ago, so. yeah, it's like. Three three fifty now compared to uh, two thousand five, but still that's not five hundred. You know, comparatively, mm -hmm. if you hop over to Hasbro Pulse right now, there is a, there's an, uh, another Haslab, but I'm going on for GI Joe, the classified series, which is a six inch line. I pursued it for a while. I subsequently abandoned it, um, but it's the Hiss Tank. If you're at all familiar uh, with the GI Joe line, that's that's a heritage enemy vehicle of Cobra. Three hundred bucks, uh, and, and it has. I mean, I could bring it up right now, but it has tripled. The number of uh, required um, funders, uh, and it still has at least twenty days to go. So I was got it. So I'm talking. Ooh. I should absolutely bring it up. But it's a great looking item. But again, uh, for a price that, that some might consider to be absorbent, you look at something like that. I mean, I bought a his tank when I was a kid, and again, you, you don't necessarily compare 
you know, what that looks like. But yeah, let me bring this up while we're talking here because I'm just kind of curious. Active project, his tank required 8,000 uh, backers, uh, backers, 16,723 with uh, 28 days to go. Holy. So they blasted out all their unlocks. I mean, you know, and it added in a couple of extra drivers, a, a unique Cobra Commander figure, a, a unique like missile pods and racks and all this different shit. If I hadn't quit the line, I would drop this 300 bucks because this thing looks sweet and everybody's getting on board with it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that I really hope that the folks at Hasbro are kind of going back to the drawing board with Star Wars because mm-hmm. that that Black Series line, which has been around since 2013, I have a massive, it's the biggest part of my action figure collection. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen any of the things that I put out there on my social media, you've seen that I have a huge collection of Star Wars Black Series figures, but it's really paled down. You know, they, you know, I mean, it's been around for now eight, you know, eight, nine years and, and they're really cranking, but what's left? You know, I mean, people really focus on the heritage characters for that. And now you're finding some of the video game characters as well. Um, But subsequent things like the sequel trilogy characters just have not caught. And that might further be a symptom of why this wasn't successful. So I hope the Hasbro people go back to the drawing board, have a little bit more success figuring out something that fans really want to spend 500 bucks on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Trevor, are you a collector at all? Uh, slightly. I, I used to be, and I uh, told myself, stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly because, well, here's the thing. I have ADHD, so I want to collect everything. That's what Um, they're counting on. That's how they get you. Yeah. And so, and so I've, 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 you know, picked what stuff I have. Like I have, uh, the black series of Din Djarin at the very beginning of the series and then right. the full, uh, uh yep. armor. Um, and, uh, I, I have an Ahsoka black series figure. Like there's a few of them here and there. Oh, the, the recent one I got was uh Cal Kestis video game character. Uh, yes. I'm not going to lie. The main reason I bought that is because it had BD one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got the, the, I got the second gen of that one. Cause I missed out on the first one, but yeah, it yeah. came with, it came with that and it came with the, um, the wolf cat, the wolf cat, the, yeah, the was it was that a law? Uh, not the law. I think it was cat. a wolf cat. Wolf cat. The law cat yeah. is funny. I think that's why they named it that. And then it also came with the holocron and stuff. So I've got yeah. him battling it out with the purge trooper and with the seventh sister behind him. So they had a little diorama yes. scenario happening. Yeah, the first gen didn't come with any of that shit other than BD1. no, no. It literally was just Cal. I know, but with the, BD1. The, the first yeah. gen has the better outfit though, because of the second oh, gen, yeah. he's just he's wearing he's wearing his. Oh, he's coat. got the poncho, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. wearing a coat, so it's like are you gonna fight in your poncho. This is lame. He did through the Sucks. whole game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have two. I have Cal and uh, and Luke in the black outfit because uh, that's yeah. my favorite. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the meat of this show. We're going to be jumping back finally after a little Obi-Wan Kenobi break right. into our uh, our Skywalker Saga rewatch. And we're, we're jumping back into this one with the sequels. Episode 7, The Force Awakens. God. This is uh, yeah, kicking off the final three for now until <laughs> Taika Waititi gets his shit together, I guess, um, or Patty Jenkins or whoever is next. I think Taika's is next, right? You know, we're gonna have to yep. keep you know treading, like. treading water until on this show until we get to a new movie. Thank God they're giving, the, they're giving us shows to talk about. Thank God we'll still be here. So to. Uh, to, to start off, I did reach out just before we recorded, like five minutes before we started recording and just said, if anyone wants to share, uh, share some stuff, you know, so, some thoughts or whatever um, they could. So we got Louis one Kenobi at 
Dins Jaren three two seven on Twitter. Uh, great friend of the show. Always always commenting. Always has great things to say. Uh, he said. The duel in the snowy forest was a visual masterpiece. The blue mm. and red sabers contrasting, uh, contrasting the dark and gloomy forest. Uh, I thought it was great. Disney absolutely nailed the LED lightsabers. And I think this was the first time we saw like lightsabers really yep. interacting with the environment like that. So it was quite spectacular. Uh, that's that I, I interjected there after LED lightsabers. Sorry. Uh, back to, to the quote though. Uh, also seeing general Leia Organa was awesome. Love Carrie Fisher blue heart. So mm. uh, thank you for, for writing now. I think that's the only one that we squeezed really? in that's what I see uh, before we started recording, but uh, yeah, so let's, let's jump into the force awakens, see what you guys thought. Uh, first off, I guess, you know, general synopsis. What do you guys think of the story? I, I don't think we need to recap the story. This is, Not, no. uh, you know, most, most people listening, right. I think will <laughs> think they may have seen it. Um, so I, I will tell you unique experience. Uh, this was before our local theater started doing assigned seating and they had, you know, the bucket seats that we would go to a certain theater. So this was uh, in 2015 at the holidays. And uh, not our local theater booths, myself and my wife, we've been married for about a year. Uh, we were both geeks. We absorbed it. And we were raising her son together. He was 15. Um, and so we did one of these where it's like, oh, you buy a ticket, you buy a ticket and you got to find a seat to it. And so we went an hour and a half early. We're sitting in the very last row because it was still it, it wasn't the recliner seats that we enjoy now, but it was the regular ass bucket seats. We were in the back row like and it was we were on the back row and on the far left, I remember. So it's like on the on the aisle, you know, the aisle walks up and we're sitting like right there at the end. And it was one of those. All right, it's finally coming down. The trailer's going, whatever's finally coming down. And then, bam, that fanfare and that Star Wars and. My God, it had been 10 years since anyone had seen a Star Wars film and people were losing their fucking shit over this thing. It was crazy. And I'll tell you, this film did not fail to deliver that entire time. I, mm -hmm. I, I think I loved every damn thing about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've had an experience like that. Well, I lie. I didn't have an experience like that again in the Skywalker saga, but I definitely did when we got mm -hmm. to Rogue One. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God, but we've already done Rogue One. We're, we're not going to go back, yep, yep. back in time yep, slash right. forward in time because we had already covered. We're not going to Tarantino that shit and go backwards. Wibbly wobbly. Wibbly wobbly. But oh my God, just everything about this was just, yes, it was you know, what's been described as the wags in the last, you know, seven, eight years, a, a, a soft reboot of episode four. Um, but I, I still, I was thinking about because I watched this this evening. It was, it still introduced some you know great elements like hey you know what the heroes absolutely lost and then they went on and they lost again in the next one so this was this was the beginning of a story of loss that that totally just flipped the script with this new order bit and then ben skywalker and bringing together with ray and oh my just ah guy just visually from that very first moment with the the drop down from the end of our scroll and then just seeing the silhouette push past that moon and that dun, 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 those four ships come out and swing down. And I was watching and just watching those lights flicker, 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 flicker until you see those stormies. God, that shit was intense. It was just mm -hmm. and Very again, intense and, introduction for the stormtroopers. In, in, like, the, in the first five minutes, just way, God, God. way more efficient 
tactical, militaristic. I know they've always been, but it, like this showed it, it was like a war movie flashing and, and that kind of stuff. Like they Brutality. looked like a badass right. tactical unit. Like, right. oh, these stormtroopers don't miss. They you know, like these, these were <laughs> yeah. like geared up, you know, trained, like, vicious. I mean, when you see them touch down in that village, they're getting shot at. The ramp drops down. They run out shooting. They're not fucking around. That, they run out that shooting. They're falling down. Yeah. That was something I noticed this this watch through is that like unlike a lot of other Star Wars where it's like there's that build up to the guns fired like it was immediate the doors drop and there's already bas- blaster bolts firing mm-hmm. right and you watch even when that happens all the villagers are shooting and so yep. the first thing you see is one fall but everybody behind him is shooting that guy was shooting and they just keep yeah. blasting away and at the end of it it's the flame trooper like oh, fucking set everything on fire that's cool line everybody up shoot them. It's good. You know, uh, Kylo Ren shows up, grab a blaster bolt, flip it. I mean, Kylo Ren. That was, that was the moment in the theater that I was like, oh shit, we're, uh, we're getting, we're getting some new Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, I mean, even going back to recording, because we've been doing Secret Friends since fall of 2014. So we talked Mm -hmm. about this movie when it came out, Todd and myself, he said, I couldn't believe it when this new villain guy grabbed that bolt and was like, And then, mm-hmm. yeah, and then Poe Dameron was like, he was, do- he was doing, the- yeah, he was doing the mummy. You know, he was just like, you know, uh, he was flipping, he was flipping the script. Um, yeah, you're right. That absolutely new Star Wars. But yeah, you have some stormtroopers that just, that are just very much fuck around and find out. Dangerous yeah. shit. That's no. wild. It was wild. It shows you that the first order says to the Empire, you know, here, hold my beer. You know, <laughs> bad as hell. I I want to back up even before this this first scene, really, and talk about the opening crawl because it starts off with Luke Skywalker has vanished. Yeah, right. What the ever loving hell? Like, did you guys go in? I remember going in and thinking like, okay, we're going to see Luke training some people again. I read the Young Jedi Academy series. That's what I'm going into this. I knew right. they weren't using the exact same characters, but I assume at this point, this is going to be like, yeah, Luke's training like, you know, this guy, you know, Finn, who we found right. out like, you know, with a lightsaber. We saw him with a lightsaber in, in the the trailer, like maybe right. his new girl. Like, is that who mm-hmm. he's training? Does he have a team? Is it, you know, whatever. And then it's like the first words of Luke Skywalker has vanished. And I just remember like, what do you mean? Like, no, pause this for a second. Yeah. Stop scrolling. I need What's to process a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Not gonna, Why? Not gonna work. So I like right off the bat, it was like, my expectations were just blown before a single friggin' frame of this movie mm-hmm. happened. It was just the crawl. And, and I was just, just stunned. Like yeah. <laughs> Trevor, what, what was your like kind of first, first impressions of this one? I, I mean, even from the crawl into the, like the, the beginning of this movie, like it is very JJ Abrams. Like it, mm-hmm. it is, it is setting up mystery. It's setting up, uh, you know, you know, su- subverting things but like you know the the luke skywalker is missing no i don't think anyone went into that theater and was just like oh luke skywalker's gone into hiding i'm i <laughs> let's see what everybody does to try and find him yeah um, right it's it's not going to be scooby-doo mysteries looking for yeah. luke skywalker yeah and, exactly and so like the the brilliance of that for me for that first line luke skywalker is missing that you have a laundry list of questions immediately and you are invested because the person you grew up with as your hero 
has is gone and you want to know why you want to know how you want to know where and so i think i think that is the first piece of the crawl was really well done because that did that did just immediately invest me into the movie yeah um they also interjected a a humor very early on to this Mm -hmm. which i thought was like i talked you talk yeah, I, I, can't, I can't tell what the, the, the helmet's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Right. it was and so I, good. I, I immediately looked so that, was, that yeah. was without a doubt. A, that was a, that was a JJ break right there. That was yeah. like, yeah, it's JJ. That's like I'm watching Alias or I'm watching Lost. You know, he's sticking a little <laughs> little humor in that bit. Yeah. Uh, th- this movie's always special to me. Uh, we, and and similar to Charlie, like I remember seeing this, and I we uh, there was. I was working at a credit union at the time and there was an investment firm that I worked with a little bit through that, that rented out a theater the day before or the day of this movie coming out and, and kind mm. of invited like certain people. So I got like a basic private viewing with a theater full of like coworkers and stuff. Um, but I remember seeing that with my wife and, and hi kitten. This is, this, is, uh, this is this is Jesse. Uh, yeah, this is the stuff you miss if you're not watching the video. Uh, watch YouTube, watch YouTube get right a cat. The there you go. Watch YouTube um, get a cat. Catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. Um, but I like I remember t- you know watching this and and uh, my son's name is Finn and the first time that Poe basically gave Finn his name, I just kind of like yeah okay that's I like that and I looked over at you know, my wife and we were, I don't even think we were married at this point. Like we're just dating, <laughs> but like kind of, you know, like pretty, I think we were living together at that point, but like, it was just kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like, you know, we had had the, do you want to have kids talk like eventually down the road? But like we hung on to the name Finn since after that. And I remember talking about it, even on the drive home of like turning out, we take a left at the lights out of the theater. And I remember talking about it as we turned like, so like, Finn's a cool name. And she's like, yeah, I really like that. Like, I'm gonna hold on to that one. Like, really? You're going to let me name a Star Wars character? Yeah. Okay. Um, You're like, sure enough, you know, a few years later, uh, you know, two-year-old upstairs fighting, uh, fighting sleeps right now named, uh, (laughs) named after this, this ex stormtrooper. I I thought that was, it was such a powerful scene of him taking off his stormtrooper helmet. I think Mm -hmm. that's the first time that we've seen anyone take off a stormtrooper helmet since, uh, it was a farm boy and a scruffy looking nerf herder. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever seen any other person nope. unhelmet themselves in that, that, that kind of way. So it was, it was so powerful that way that it was just like, for me, it was just, you know, I, I love, I love that character. I don't exactly love the way they went with him, And I think they kind Agreed. of could have done so much more, but, uh, so much. but there, there's still, you know, that's still very special to me. Anytime I watch this, that I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. It's, that's my boy, right? Like, uh, so so saying that, I want to know your guys' favorite characters. Trevor, let's start with you. Favorite characters in this movie? Oh, I mean, I like I said, I love Poe Dameron. Like, as soon as he got on there, because like I I I'm Spider Man is my favorite superhero because he cracks jokes while uh, when he's scared, just like I do. And so Poe Dameron just getting in there and immediately, you know, being witty to this evil entity in front of him i absolutely loved that and then like to the point that when he comes in later uh it with the with the x-wing squadron i was absolutely cheering in the theaters because i'm yeah. just like just, just get more poe um but i but i like 
honestly, like like Poe, Finn, and Ray, I loved all three of them in this movie, like mm. for yeah. completely different reasons. And I and I think that's one reason why this movie still is so good for me is that like I just I love the the new cast so much, uh, just immediately. Mm-hmm. Um and, and so yeah I, I I would I would go with those three I'm gonna cheat and say those three yeah, that's fine that's that works for me you that's, know you that's, throw that, BB-8 that, in there that just, shit is uh, fair cheating that's okay we're gonna love BB-8 instantly oh um, yeah BB-8's great oh yeah so my what my wife's uh, favorite she always loves the cutesy always loves the droids so that's my wife favorite yeah. <laughs> yeah Charlie what about you any any specific like I don't think we've ever talked about like your new you your, know your favorite uh, new character. No new character. God, I was I was going to fall back on talking about how much I loved Han Solo, and that's fine. You can do that. <laughs> yeah. this, you know, because again, it's character I cosplay with. The hair helps, but again, he like me is someone who has just been through a lot. He's he's separated from his child. He's separated from his wife. I've dealt with both of those situations in my life, ongoing and recurring and relapsing and whatever it is. Um, but he is just everybody knows because it's always my sign off that I say keep on trucking. You just, you keep on moving in life. And that's where I see Han in this movie and he's got Chewie next to him. And again, that's me and Mark, you know, we keep on trucking. We're the pair, we're the Star Wars pair. Um, But yeah, life is about, you know, how many times you get kicked in the nuts and you're like, "Mm, okay, I'm up. Let's keep going. Let's, you know what? I don't have the Falcon anymore because I lost it. Let's get on this shitty freighter. And we're just going to go, we're going to go do some more smuggling and hustling because I love it when he gets caught between the two gangs that he's ripping them both off. And they're like, now we're going to fuck you for it because we got you. Yeah. You know Remember what I mean? how so- I was saying earlier that like the beginning of Revenge of the Sith was like very Clone Wars. That segment on the freighter was extremely Clone Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shit. Is Hondo yeah. going to show up too? Oh, I was just going to say, right? if you threw oh, Hondo into great. that scene, like right. it and would it was, just be it was, And it was Indy at the beginning. Uh, you know, it was Indy who was, Indy, who was another character I cosplay, you know, to some regard. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of Temple of Doom with, you know, Nurhachi and with uh, Lao Che and Club Obi one you know at the beginning of that film <laughs> where he's trying to hustle for you know the remains of you know nurhachi and oh you you drank the poison dr jones and then that whole scene where he's trying to hustle his way out of getting killed that's why i have always loved harrison ford and you know i think the two saddest days in this country will be when we lose john williams and when we lose harrison ford because you know it's really honest to god real talk not so far away because they, you oh, know they're older they're older like my they're older like my parents are older they're in their 70s they're in their 80s you know what i mean so especially harrison ford where he tries to he is himself. doing everything he can to fucking die that guy jesus gonna, he's like gonna every fly, second he's gonna fly a plane into the side of the chrysler building i swear it. to god oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's just, every time it's like yeah oh he got crushed by a door oh no he <laughs> crashed a plane into a burn like it's just what are you stop letting this man operate heavy machinery just don't even let him drive get him a driver, a pay for the driver. Pay yeah. For the, yeah get him bubble boy get him ramped up and let That's him it. bounce around like john travolta there you go keeps on ticking oh my god it's uh, crazy but yeah, yeah but i but i pick old man on solo because i i feel him i feel mm-hmm. everything that he struggles with he's he is me i am oh i'm not Episode four, Han Solo, that's somebody cool and sexy who gets the girl. I'm old man Han Solo who's grumpy and life has really <laughs> fucked me over and I'm just trying to keep going. You that's enjoy me. telling people that's not how the force works. That's, uh, that's <laughs> not how the force works. All of it. Well, I just remember I just remember jumping forward to episode nine where he's the vision talking to his son. Mm-hmm. He, says, hey, he says, hey, kid, 
And that's how I talk to my son. Hey, kid. That's what my voice sounds like. Because <laughs> I am just that beaten down. <laughs> yes. This oh is this God. is your podcast voice. Anytime you're off that, it's yeah. hey, It's all grizzled. It's, yeah. very, it's, it's very Harrison Ford. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, speak, speaking of, hey, kid. Uh, Did you say who your favorite character is? Uh, I kind of agree. I, well, I mean, I, I started with with Finn, and and it was such. Oh a, yeah, that's fair. That's where you did yeah. say Finn. I, I fear. I think. I think that should be your favorite one. Otherwise, that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I Finn's so, great yeah. and all, I but Poe Dameron—that's a name. <laughs> that guy. Oh my god, that's a sexy name. I don't even need to see it. <laughs> Jesus. Well, see, I couldn't get away with it because Poe is such a weird name. At least yeah. Finn is kind of like a normal-ish right. kind of name. There's sure, why not? I can kind of get kind of get away with that uh, without my mother slapping me in the face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what do you mean you, you had a girl Cut named Ray? Oh boy, oh uh, boy. yeah, it'd be weird. Although, like uh, Daisy's on the back burner if we ever have a girl. That's uh, mm. you know. right. Um, it's you know what that's you know what that that one tracks. That's okay. Yeah. I think yeah. you can yeah. get away with it. Um, but I, I have to agree with Trevor. Like uh, the new characters were so good. Yep, I know uh, just, they really nailed it. The, so the, the thing that I noticed in in this uh, this time watching through that I think one reason why Finn and Ray become such good characters so quickly is that stuff is falling behind me. Uh, is that they like there is like several scenes immediately like in the very beginning of this movie where they are running towards danger, mm. like. Um, you know, Ray finds sees BB-8 getting, you know, getting kidnapped by that weird puppet dude, and she immediately runs over there and helps him. And uh, when uh, Finn sees Ray with the two guys coming behind her, he run he starts running towards her mm-hmm. to help. Obviously, she kicks their asses. Um, and, but I love the fact that these characters were the ones that were running towards danger. They yeah. were the ones that were, uh, you know, doing the hero thing, and you got yeah. that very quickly from them instantly yeah and then poe's sure. just a badass uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah poe po goes into danger face first uh, with a smile uh yeah finn, finn's a little hesitant and and kind of wants to get away but I, I loved that specifically about finn where he wants to get away but he's still not scared to jump in yeah and, and face mm-hmm. danger even though he wants to go to like, like the furthest of the outer rim territories but like when the shit hits the fan and he's up against the wall like he's still someone you can rely on yeah. as scared as he is. And as much as he wants to get away. And I think that, you know, it, it, it's, it shows how brave he is and just how much character he has. Yeah. Like the, you know, he, he's, he's obviously afraid of the first order because he has seen firsthand mm-hmm. what the first mm-hmm. order does and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So like, I, 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 at least in my memory, all the times that he's running away is because he is, he is afraid of the first order. Oh, and yeah. then when it actually shows up, and you know, Maz Kanata puts a lightsaber in his hand. He's just like, "Okay, let's Fine. freaking go! I'm in. <laughs> let's party!" Yeah, yeah. and yeah. And, and I, I will, I will say this to this day. That stormtrooper goes traitor, and I'm just like, "Let's go, let's go!" What you got? What you got? Still, still one of my go-to Fortnite emotes. Yeah, yeah. Is, I, uh, I just, yeah. I love that 100%. scene so much. And and again, like, and they even they even made it a, just a little bit sweeter in, in an expanded comic that Finn knew that dude and trained yep. with him, and that dude kicked his right. ass all the time. Right. I love. I that. remember. I remember. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I remember. I that thought from... of that comic uh, while I was watching it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. No, I remember that too. That's good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
speak okay so we're, we just talked about one of my favorite scenes is that whole thing of of uh that that whole battle at, at maz's castle and like you said the x-wings coming in what are some of your guys favorite scenes trevor let's start again with you any any specific things oh, stick out man i mean yeah that 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 whole that whole scene on takadana like from the beginning when they land like honestly like i do i love this movie start to finish but that the movie really kicks off as soon as the falcon is flying right. over the forest mm-hmm. and everything like that like right. you, you you start getting the the connections between ray and han um and you know finn struggling with everything and you get the force vision um but uh I, I, I do think that I, I'm actually going to agree with the, the the person that wrote it on Twitter. The the lightsaber fight at the end is just it's so good. Like yeah. between between Kylo getting shot and like just hitting himself over and over to get the yeah. anger and the rage going. Right. Uh, Finn we're not, picking we're up not the saber. Done yet. Yeah, and and I mean to to echo the earlier thing, like he yells traitor at Finn, and it it's mm-hmm. very much Finn's past, you know, screaming at him, yeah. and so to get that moment of, of him, you know, cause that's the first time in live action. We had a non force user fighting with the saber. Cause we had Han, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, open the, the, open the, the, the thing, right. but this yeah, is the right. first time that we had like at the time, a non force user using it. Now, right. obviously we know that is different as it should have been earlier. I told myself I wouldn't say anything about the next film and I that's close to my gift. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but then, you know, the, like you're saying, the, like the colors of it, like the fact that we, that was the first time that we got the the colors coming off the blades and i i remember the first time i actually noticed it it's when ray is locked in the saber with kylo at the edge and just all of the colors flashing everywhere and her closing Mm -hmm. her eyes and everything fantastic moment so well done i will say this though the end of that fight i do remember like when when the ground opens up and splits them i do Mm -hmm. remember in the theater just going oh come on (laughs) and then uh, and then i immediately said in my head Okay, but like, first off, the force. Second off, what did you want? Did you want Kylo to die here and be a Darth Maul? And I was like, all right, shut, shut up. I'll, I'll sit back and like, all right. Yeah, I was like, all right. They had to do something to keep those characters alive. That yeah, was, exactly. No one was exactly. walking out with that other than the, the earth literally splitting in half. Yeah. Um, which always it always hurts me after I found out that that was Ilum, uh, especially mm-hmm. spending time big, there with. Uh, time. Oh yeah, my god! Fallen that was Order. Very sad. And, the, the, you know, well, your your little yeah. literal murder of of Jedi tradition was Starkiller. Re- recently, I uh, I actually ran a Star Wars RPG for a bunch of friends, and I I at one point they ended up on Ilum. They ended up there a few times, and they really loved that planet and doing that mm-hmm. and everything. And then it, I I thought they had known, and I, and I was just like, yeah, it's real fucked up that the First Order turns this place into Star Killer Base, and they're all like, what? Oh. And I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I should have. I should have said that. Nice. I'm gonna go over here. I'm sorry." <laughs> so I was a Ouch. bit of a monster. <laughs> That's what Star Wars is. Yeah, uh, heartbreak, heartbreak, and sadness. <laughs> um, overall importance in the Star Wars saga. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. You didn't do the other favorite story. scenes. You got to do your favorite scenes. Oh, other favorite scenes. Story. What am I, fucking chopped liver over here? I, I yes. Ask, no, sorry, Charlie. Come on. Yeah, right. Favorite scene. So favorite I will scene. punctuate it very briefly. Jedi steps. Not only the oh. theme, mm. but then watching. You know, and it's bittersweet. Not for what we see in this film, but Ray. You know, ascending to her destiny, but then reaching Luke, 
and reaching out the saber, and then that's the end of the film, which is just like, oh god, it's absolutely perfect. What follows in the Last Jedi potentially not perfect, but again, you know, you don't, we, you know, we're not going to put the cart before the horse. But that <laughs> moment of everything in my life has led me to this moment. Yeah, was you know, life in general, you'll find you, you, you young guys will realize <laughs> as time goes on that so much of your life is filled with with moments, something you experience and you move on from it, different things happen. But for Ray and her life, and again, she has a very weird life. She, you know, lived alone on this weird planet and a lot of stuff didn't happen for a long time. And she was just dealing with, you know, being a scavenger or whatever. And then all this crazy shit happens in a 48 hour period. And now she's standing in front of the greatest Jedi who's ever lived. arguably, yeah. um, And presenting him with his weapon that he lost 30 years ago. It was magnificent. And it was, it was, it was a pregnant pause to use an expression, you know, used in writing <laughs> that unfortunately ultimately didn't pay off. But in 2015, sitting in that theater, it was the most, it was pregnant like a motherfucker. It was nine months <laughs> pregnant. It was nine and a half months pregnant. It was an extraordinarily pregnant moment. And I think and, uh, unmatched, really. In thank you. And again, about the John Williams like score that. for that part. Oh, right. Yeah. So good. So good. And, and thinking about it from that standpoint of like 48 hours ago, she was just kind of on Jakku or whatever, or like however long. And it, it's thinking of like, she's, she's gone from Han saying like, it's true. The force, the Jedi, all mm-hmm. of it. It's, it's all true to like literally handing Luke Skywalker, his, his old lightsaber. I personally always interject in that scene just because of a jackass. Um, did you happen to find a hand with the lights? That's, um, that's just cause I'm twisted. And, and uh, I think broken. that's great. I think that's yeah, hilarious. That's a, yeah. there was a hand. Um, yeah, there was a hand with this last time. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Did you maybe no. Um, okay. I, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's it. But, um, yeah, man, that's such a great scene. I always love also small scene. Cause you guys kind of mentioned most of my favorites, but, I do love there's something always about Chewy we're home. Mm-hmm. Just that oh, yeah. line, that mm-hmm. scene, them walking back onto the Falcon. We're all going to remember just, seeing that trailer for the first time. <laughs> so, right. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It was the end of 2014, probably Thanksgiving weekend. I was up at my in-laws in extreme Northern Michigan. I'm like, I hope I get a signal on my phone that I watched that trailer. I was like, fuck. Oh my God. It's real Star Wars. It was nuts. It was nuts. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think, I already mentioned this, but we're, we're let's, let's talk about overall importance to the Star Wars saga. Uh, I again, and I skipped I skipped the favorite scenes because I was excited to kind of point out something that I think I've kind of hinted at at the show before. But um, in, in rewatching it this weekend, it was so evident. Again, there's some stuff you can say about the next few movies or whatever, but. One thing that I did like seeing in this was laying the ground for the force dyad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically mm-hmm. with Ray being in proximity to Kylo and that awakening something in her or awakening the dyad. Uh, people said when this first came out and people continue to say the kind no. of shit of like, you know, Ray never trained. How is she so powerful? 
it's because she was a dyad. When right. she was that close to Kylo Ren, Power. she started downloading his training like the goddamn Matrix right. and Ooh. just started learning everything right away. Yep. So <laughs> Matrix that she's, shit. Boom! She's, she's not figuring things out on her own. She's right. getting this yeah. dump of like, oh, I know Kung Fu. Um, like that happened. Yeah. to her um, when, and and the closer she got he's trying to read her mind and he's like oh this is how that works cool because i can block that now but i can also control this stormtrooper daniel Gregg, and tell him to drop his gun and <laughs> i'm so glad i'm not the only one that always refers to that as the daniel Craig stormtrooper <laughs> but mark i have to ask you if they were kung fu fighting was it fast as lightning of course have were you they, seen the were jedi they, move were they a little bit frightening always frightening during uh, i almost said birth rent uh oh for sure for sure the the most expert of timings oh my always. god i can't <laughs> man um, respect to 70s one hit wonder carl douglas bet you didn't know that i knew the name of who did the song it's what i do i'm very well impressed Charlie. uh your music knowledge never ceases to amaze uh to be honest i'm the guy um so for me, yeah. So for me, the the overall importance to this one, again, you, you get the glimpse at the old characters, fantastic new characters, and setting up some stuff that some paid off, some didn't in the next couple of movies, but like really setting up characters that we mm-hmm. were instantly, like Trevor said a, a little while ago, like instantly connected with, a mystery that you were instantly intrigued by and mm-hmm. uh, and i thought this was this was great whether it delivered over the next two films or not and you can have various uh, opinions on right. that one and we'll get right. into that those are two other weeks. shows right <laughs> two very other shows but what do you guys think okay. uh, overall importance for this I, one uh, i'm gonna film? i'm gonna go out and say for me personally um i've said it before i'm i'm empire i'm new hope rogue one then jedi this it would be number five uh, this this is the most significant story chronologically that followed after the original trilogy, without a doubt. Uh, made a dent, uh, gave us a new direction. Um, you know, thank God they didn't be like, and it's a week after Return of the Jedi, and here's what's going on with these characters. Oh my God! I mean, how or Mandalorian? We just decided to adapt this book from the. And I know a lot of people love the EU, and I understand that you guys talked about your reverence, but. No, you know what Disney oh. said? We bought Star Wars. We're wiping the table off. Start new, new story. Char- Charlie, you, you, you misunderstand me. I may love Kyle Gatarn a lot of the EU, but the moment that Disney bought it and they're like, we blew up the, the EU, I was just like, the Yuzhan Vong don't exist. The Yuzhan Vong don't exist. <laughs> 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 100% heard the vast majority of people said 75% of the EU is total crap. It's, when you, you know get what? Luke, Luke, it's just like that's with two or maybe seven different U's in it. Up to you. Wasn't it four? It was four, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I yes, think it Luke's was four. Clone. It was. It was just no. You know what? Nobody was driving the boat between like you know, <laughs> eighty three and and twenty thirteen. It was just yeah. It was bad. Well, we're off on a bit bad. of a tangent talking yes, about Luke. Are. Let's get back to yeah, uh, how anyway, important yes, this movie is. I would is. say, without a doubt, significant. I really hope that. The momentum, even though it uh, arguably diminished over the next two films, does continue in some form and doesn't just die out. And again, Patty Jenkins, mm-hmm. Rogue Squadron, looking at you, give us something. That's, yeah. po- that's post-ST, please. 
yeah. Trevor, what about what about you? You kind of agree I, with, uh, with that? Assessment? Yeah, no, I I think I think this movie is is extremely important to the saga. Uh, like something that I was talking about with the 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 fight, I think this is the most force influenced of any of the movies. Like we mm. always get those coincidences throughout all of the 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 saga, but and but this one has them more often and in that way that it's like, it feels like something is leading the character somewhere. And I, you know, you can have problems with that in writing, but when, if this was the first star Wars movie, yeah, it would be, it would be absolutely panned because there's so many coincidences happening. So many like weird little things. What are the odds that Ray was on the planet where Poe was? And then they were also, you know, all, all the, all these little things that were happening, mm. but it, it, you know, everything we have from the you know the expanded stuff now and everything like that like it's it's the force like that's what it was it was it was guiding these things and so the force awakens being the title of it and it having all of these coincidences in it i i absolutely love it and it was the force coming back and i and it, it's it's great i i think it is very important to the saga overall for sure for sure uh charlie you already said your rank around number five uh, trevor where's this rank for you Oh crap! I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> um, is I it think, to crack your top five? You don't have to, you know, specifically pick. I, I uh, think. But is it? I think it yeah. would hit five. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah I think it would hit uh, four or five. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm right about there with you. I think you know, Return of the Jedi and Empire are a little bit higher up, uh, and even Episode Four. But I, 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 I switch back and forth with like, again, is nostalgia stronger uh, something i talked with sean uh you know on, on we the gamer cast something i talked about earlier in this show and it's like it, nostalgia aside like is this do i do i enjoy watching this movie more than than some of the others so yeah it's probably I feel like when it's your personal rain right though there. it's got to have the nostalgia like like yeah, it's it's got to have yeah. that there yeah. <laughs> and that's why it usually ends up four or five for me because i usually go with the ot in weird like different order or whatever mm -hmm. and then i'll throw in uh you know this movie and then kind of uh you know, revenge of the sith or something like that as well uh mm -hmm. or rogue squadron depending on how depressed i'm feeling that day um <laughs> touche uh yeah that's good yeah that's that's it um I think that's it. Do you guys have any any last minute things you want to kind of share that no. we didn't touch on? Uh, I really, really enjoyed watching this. Took me right back to that theater, you know, in 2015. And just uh, the, the, there was an entire Lego Star Wars game devoted to this film. Mm. And then obviously a segment of the most recent one, which I really enjoyed. And it was funny. April mm. and I watched it and I said, oh, babe, do you remember when we were in Maz's castle? Because we played the the most recent star Wars saga went together and how you got to mm -hmm. climb and do all this different shit and run up and down and this and that. And it was just like, it's just fun. It's just very, it was, it was a great moment in time when star Wars got to live again and feel like you didn't have to deal with the things that I didn't like about the prequels that were really revitalized mm -hmm. in this. That was really fantastic. So it was mm -hmm. a great moment in time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that, it it nailed Star Wars. It was a great Star Wars movie. I loved it. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what else. It, I don't know what else more there is to say about. It. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's it great. Nailed Star Wars. That's such yeah. a great way to say it. I love that. I love it. That's uh, I think a, a great place to end this. Uh, Trevor, thank you so much for joining us. This thank was uh, an amazing chat about a great movie that like you said, nailed Star Wars. I can't say it any better. That's, that's perfect. Uh, please once again remind people where they can find you on the internet. 
Uh, the best place to find me is on Twitter at the Trevor. There is an A hiding in there. Uh, I do uh, way too many. Yeah, Trevor. Uh, that is actually a, a nickname for me in the Idol Champions community. So uh, <laughs> I got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I like I said, I'm the community manager for Idol Champions. I do way too many podcasts. Uh, you can find all of those on my Twitter account uh, and uh, all the other weird stuff that I do. Excellent, excellent. And the links, of course, will be in the show notes. So if you didn't get that all while he was saying it, make sure you look at the description, click follow and uh, and listen to some of those shows because uh, that's that's just an awesome amount of podcasts and, and, and some awesome names and, and topics and stuff. So there's something for everyone, I think, in your uh, in your repertoire. So uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. This was this was awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me deal all right you can find me of course over on twitter at the c3 spell it out uh on socials all over the place just under my regular name my wife april and i do run the west michigan chapter of the international star trek fan club that is the uss grand petoskey you can find us under socials and and our website at that same name and of course i try to populate uh the uh facebook page of secret friends unite with content when i can um, so I do the best I can, but, uh, yeah, always out there trying to live that geek life. <laughs> Absolutely. You can find me on, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, at our discord channel, wherever at uh, the underscore Canardian. Rock and roll. Good stuff. Well, friends, thank you as always for joining us. I'm going to tell you as always that sharing is caring. Keep on trucking. Rex. Ah, may the force be with you. Jesus, I'm all confused. I'm ready for a nap. Uh, may the force Catch be with you, Rex. Play us up. That's the longest you ever got on that one. That's impressive. I was, you know, when when it comes to music, when you have a vibe, you don't let go of the vibe. So that's what I was doing. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening. <laughs>